At lunch I eat a sandwich with a glass of Coke to roll. No one can see you drinking when you're working from home. I still produce reports in a professional font. But now when I have downtime, I can do what I want. And welcome to the Existentialist Cucumber, the podcast that just put away their Halloween decorations only to put up Christmas lights. And my name is Larry Wu. I'm Curtis Withers. It does seem that Halloween and Christmas really, really do rub against each other these days. I I was telling you that I got some takeout tonight and the restaurant actually had like a instrumental jazzy Christmas music playing in the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's crazy. We were watching uh, um, Seth Meyers' uh uh, the other night and uh one of his, one of his his observations was uh was that the the two holidays are now getting way close together and then he said like i saw i saw a skeleton with a santa claus hat on outside somebody's house and i had to explain to my and i had to explain to my children that santa wasn't dead <laughs> but but otherwise that would be a very uh a very cool thing to do like because you're doing that crossover like leave yeah. your halloween decorations up and then just overlay your christmas ones on top of it i blame tim burton Ah, yes. Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm -hmm. The original mashup. Now, question. Is it a Halloween movie or is it a Christmas movie? We count it as a Halloween movie. Like, like, I I think I've mentioned it on a podcast before. Like, like Heather, uh, my wife, uh, like loves Christmas movies and like schedules like, oh, you know, when to watch a whole bunch of them. And uh, but like. We watched Nightmare uh, Before Christmas at Halloween. I mean, I guess, I guess, as as we've been talking about, maybe it it makes no difference these days since they seem to. <laughs> it's it's a November movie. <laughs> it's a November movie. There's already, I mean, it, in my uh, in in my email, like I'll I'll sometimes get like these emails from Netflix, like what you might be interested in. Here's what's coming up and stuff like that, and they've already like started pushing Christmas movies on me. Yeah. I, I think Nightmare Before Christmas is a Christmas movie. I think originally it was actually released during um, Christmas time anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and being the uh, avid collector that I am, I'll reach over here to my wall of awesomeness. I do have a uh, Nightmare Before Christmas uh, collect uh, action figure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who is it? I can... uh, sorry, this is uh, this is the Behemoth character. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah with the axe on his head. Yeah, I think he says only one word in the entire movie. I think he just says "bunny" or something like that. One of the one of the charming uh, one of the charming citizens of Halloween Town. Yeah, exactly. But there is some, you know there is some danger just just like any of those Christmas movies. There's always some kind of conflict with uh, our Christmas this year because apparently anything that you might want for your Christmas. Uh, underneath the tree or as a present you're better off getting it now because i guess they're predicting shortages because supply chains all around the world are still recovering from uh the pandemic and slowdowns Mm -hmm. along the way uh so one thing being toys there's gonna be huge apparently a big toy shortage Mm -hmm. um now i'm not necessarily buying too many toys these days i'm still waiting for a ps5 yeah, but later on, I have a headline that might solve my problems. But I was thinking, instead of um, like, if there's gonna be a short of toys, like, what could kids also play with post pandemic era that we are living in? The first idea that came to me was some type of new building block uh, toy, like Lego, made from takeout containers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got a whole pile. I can have them all. Just yep. Build yourself a little fort. Let's find a way to make them interlock. Yep. And then you're good to go. That's the million dollar idea. Yeah. yeah. Why Why does my castle smell like Indian food? <laughs> It'd be the most delicious castle of all time. Yeah. Do you know what's also delicious, Curtis, or possibly delicious, is our, our, our first, I guess our first real segment uh, of the show. This was uh, from our discussion last week. Um, our kind of our Halloween uh, wrap up. Uh, we talked about doing a on on air tasting of 
the amazing diving into the toffee chocolate peanut life of eat more so i did find some and i i did manage to see you this weekend mm-hmm. and you have yours and and i've got mine uh yep. so i'm just going to i'm just going to unwrap mine here and curtis would you like to do the honors we'll kind of do a one two three and then we'll both uh critique first of all i gotta say it really does look unappetizing it, it does because I, I I don't know why I thought I had this memory that there was a chocolate coating on top of it, but it's not right. It it looks like it looks like a a chocolate bar that they forgot to put the chocolate coating yeah. on it, and then you realize how unattractive chocolate bars are. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you if you tried to envision like an old Henry bar without the um, chocolate coating, it would just be like nuts stuck to caramel. This is like just nuts rammed and smashed into some kind of dark toffee okay yeah uh so other than the fact that very flaccid yeah and and it's it's not attractive looking okay i'm going in well it's not as it's not as hard as i remember it i thought i thought it was more like um macintosh remember the the, Mm -hmm. that that butter is butterscotch is that what macintosh is oh Mm. my god I might have to edit this portion of the podcast just to speed it up. This is not going away. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's oh, it's 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 okay. It's not without its charm, but I don't know where the chocolate is. Is is I guess the chocolate's kind of mixed into the toffee, or does toffee just not have its own? The toffee has a taste, right? Like it's not like. Mm-hmm. I don't think I like the peanuts being all that small, like unlike an O'Henry or like a Snickers where they're almost like whole peanuts. This is like the bottom of the barrel at some, is it Montana's or Jack Astor's that have the um, barrel of peanuts? Yeah, where you just eat eat it and throw the shells on the floor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this, this, is, this is the stuff that's at the bottom of the barrel that fell out of the nuts or out of the packaging. Yeah. Um, so Curtis, what's your first thought of the eat more? Well... It's really kind of like, I, I agree with you, like my memories of it were different. I thought that it was a little bit more chewy uh, and a little, a little bit more sort of like molasses-like kind mm-hmm. of thing. This is just kind of like, yeah, it just, it just, it looks and it tastes like an incomplete chocolate bar. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not terrible, like mm-hmm. it's not gross or it's not in any way challenging, like the taste, like the look leaves a lot to be desired. It, it's the it's the chocolate bar that someone made at four thirty on a Friday. Yeah, yeah. We gotta get out of here. I got I got a big weekend coming along. Let's let's just let's just hurry this up. And all I did was just chop it up. You're right. It's it's not it's it's not like it's disgusting. It's just yeah. You're right. It seems incomplete. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm a bit disappointed that it uh, that it doesn't taste worse because it looks so <laughs> terrible. I'm sorry. Like it's really, it's really, it's really physically unattractive. Like it's it's aesthetically very unattractive. Just and, and, sort and, of like just sort of shapeless and 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 thin and flaccid. Yeah, piece of toffee, dark. Well, because toffee. because because grab because gravity starts affecting it. If you're holding it, like I think when I saw you this weekend, you were playing, you were like holding it and not leaving it in your pocket, and you noticed that gravity was affecting it. Like it started to bend, right? Mm-hmm. Without you touching it, so that's that's exactly what's happening. You know what? It kind of also reminds me of um, just my time of being a, a amateur athlete. It reminds me of what uh, like those power bars. That that you mm-hmm. that one would eat while they're while they're either training or during an event, and you need kind of instant calories, and it's these calorie dense bars. It kind of reminds me of that because, mm-hmm. as you said, even though it's kind of like an incomplete, not as um, chewy as you remembered it, it's still not easy to eat, right? Like no, I haven't finished mine. <laughs> Oh, uh, so okay, okay. So what we're saying is, it, it wasn't as offensive as we thought. So okay, I, 
I still they're, don't think they're, they're hard to find, and I doubt you're going to go out of your way to find them. But, uh, <laughs> you know, if somebody gives you one, you know, give it a try. Yeah. No, no. And let's see what kind of nutritional value do we uh, have in here. Oh, zero nutritional value. Oh, wait. There, I guess there is some. Oh, there's some iron, Curtis. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's the eat more. Um, I guess I guess it would have been better if it was disgusting. We probably would have had more to talk about. The question is, Curtis. I'll ask you this. <laughs> the question is, will, will you be fit? Will you finish it, or are you just about to finish it? Judging by your silence, I, I assume you're you're trying to finish it. Oh, look at you! We'll give you a, give you a gold star for that. All right. Thank thanks, but no thanks. Eat more. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was good enough that, that, that I had to eat the whole thing. Well, you had to, you had to, you had to be sure. Yeah. You had to be sure about your judgment. You don't want to just have like one bite and lay judgment on a single bite. No, no, I got to do, I, you know, I got to do the work. Yeah. Maybe the, the, the taste builds over time, like a, like, like a hot pepper, right? So far, I'd say the taste diminishes over time. (laughs) Now it's like the most unforgettable chocolate. It's most forgettable chocolate bar. <laughs> okay, so let's uh, talk about uh, this. Uh, it's not a headline, but I thought it'd be interesting for us to talk because you know this podcast also was born out of the pandemic. Oxford fine folks at Oxford Dictionary have released their 2021 Word of the Year, and uh, no surprises here, but the word. Vax, V-A-X, is Oxford's word of the year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess it's not a surprise, right? Like everyone was using it. It also spawned a whole ecosphere of vocabulary as a result mm-hmm. of the one word. For sure, yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite ones is uh, vaxication. Yeah. Which apparently means uh, it's a nice way of saying that you have been told to take a leave from work as a result of your vaccination status. You haven't right. been fired. You're just yeah. been. So I guess uh, like Kyrie, right? Kyrie's on a uh, Kyrie Irving's on. He's a, on an extended uh, vaccation. <laughs> um, another one. This one is more annoying. The vaxi. So this is a selfie uh, that you take um, after you've um, gotten your shot. Mm-hmm. Which is a very famous one that people were doing. Mm-hmm. I didn't really understand that at all. Oh, yeah, but, but but maybe because I just don't I don't do social media like that. I got a I got a picture of me getting my first shot. But, yeah, uh, I I didn't put it on social media. It's just more to send to my parents. I I, yeah. I did a I I did a I did a joke video where I uh, got my first shot and then I pretended to see if I could lift my car. <laughs> to see see if I got a superpower out of it, and unfortunately not. You, you didn't. You didn't turn magnetic. I don't know if I, I guess that was one of those rumors when I got my first shot. I don't know. I, another fun derivative of Vax is Vaxstar. So this is the is a term derived from radar. So referring to people's supposed ability to uh, tell whether an individual has been vaccinated or not. Hmm. I don't, why is that even a thing? I don't know. I don't know. Like how, how? I don't know. Now, do you have these people in your social media circles? The vaccinistas. So a term for people who flaunt their vaccination status to the annoyance of others on social media. Mm, not, not really. Okay. Like I find people have just, they've just, most people I know have it. I know very few people who don't have it. And so to the point where it doesn't even really come up in conversation, you know what I mean? Like it's right. just, it's just so, so common. Yeah. It's not a derivative of Vax, but the article that I found this, the, the source material, apparently another word that uh, got inserted during this into the dictionary this year is the inoculati. Mm-hmm. Which, oddly enough, is a, I guess it's a term that anti-vaxxers use to call people who got vaccinated. Right. 
right sort of sort of putting uh people who got vaccinated trying to trying to make them sound like some sort of secretive uh morally ambiguous organization like the you know elitist organization like the illuminati but the fact is is that the the inoculati is like the vast majority of 80, people. 80, we're at we're at what eighty three percent of oh, <laughs> at this point. Yeah, in the game. So. Uh, in a in a related dumb name story, I want to kind of talk about Curtis. The uh, stadium. I don't know who plays in it, but uh, Monday Night Raw was actually at the stadium in. Um, I think it's in Louisville. Mm-hmm. And I know what you're going to say. <laughs> the KFC Yum stadium right is it yep uh that is uh, i guess that's where the louisville that's where their their varsity uh um basketball team plays but why? yeah why curtis why i don't know i don't K- know it's kfc nor is it yum because <laughs> it's yum yum brands is the that i know the parent I know. company yeah yeah i know but still it's <laughs> But but, See, but that's that's what you say to someone who next time complains that Scotiabank Theater is called Scotiabank Arena, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. it's better than calling it KFC Live from KFC Yum. It's just it's just whoever whoever's got the money to to buy those naming rights. Like I'm I'm surprised I haven't seen the Viagra Center yet, or you know, like it's coming. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very sure much intended. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure it is. <laughs> oh my god! So before this completely falls off the rails, um, so we could we could all agree the vaccination and the inoculati very divisive divisive uh, topic throughout this year, but apparently in another kind of 2021 uh, ranking system of divisive topics, so that was number one, like. Vaccinations was an extremely divisive topic. Only in Canada, the number two divisive topic in 2021 is pineapple on pizza. Mm-hmm. And and when you told me this, it surprised me because this isn't new. <laughs> yeah, pineapple, I've, I had pineapple on pizza from you know back when I was a kid. It was invented in 1962. Canadian invention, by the way. Uh, but only in Canada, where you have a Greek-born Canadian create a Polynesian p- <laughs> pizza, yeah, Italian, right? Yeah, in Chatham, Ontario. Yeah, it really is the it really is a testament to the to the mosaic, the cultural mosaic that is our country. So, so just to add one more reference to it, apparently this Greek guy in Chatham was inspired by his experience in preparing Chinese food. Wow. <laughs> it was it was the fact that he likes that sweet and savory combination that which right, is oddly yeah. which is oddly enough not real Chinese food. Like this is yeah. it's like Canadian yeah. <laughs> Chinese food. <laughs> so it's, it's- it's 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 the sort of it's the Chinese food I got in growing up in Georgetown at the uh at the at the at the at the place in the downtown that serves like the uh, the, the the chicken balls with the that red radioactive sauce. It's like and, and, that, and that then, was that was invented by that was invented by some Canadian guy probably too. Uh, and there's always a couple of uh, there's always a couple of dudes drinking beer out of bottles, not eating the food. Right, they're just hanging out. Like Absolutely, that's their, that's yeah. Yong, Yong's, which was right at Church in Maine. That, yeah, people would go there and drink Labatt Blue and not eat the food. We'd go and get food there at lunch. <laughs> that but, that but, restaurant featured prominently in the TV show Slings and Arrows. Oh, Yang's in Georgetown. Oh, but but I'm with you. I I'm okay with Hawaiian pizza, and I don't know why it suddenly became became such a divisive issue. Yeah, I don't get it. Like you know, like I don't I don't like some ingredients on my. I mean, I'm a glutton, so I guess I do like most ingredients. But like you know, I if if it, just say like somebody want like. Artichoke hearts. I've seen pizza with artichoke hearts. I'll probably never order that. But I, if 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 you like it, more power to you. That's the beauty of pizza. You should be able to put whatever the heck you want on it. Oh yeah, and and I'm sure if you talk to anyone who's Italian, it, again the origins of any what I'll call 
um, like peasant food. Peasant food, I also, you know, like Chinese food and, and Indian food, because it's just food that's around you, like using ingredients around you mm-hmm. and just make it work, make it happen, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't think people that think, oh, this is what pizza should be like, like that, uh, what? Depends on who you, what region they're making it from. But mm-hmm. yeah, but I'm with you. There's nothing wrong with pineapple on pizza. I think those people are just like, causing some issue but you got to love the story and i'll, I'll try to I, 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 this 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 is a great summary here you know canadian invention by a greek immigrant inspired by chinese food to put uh is pineapple like south american origin or is it polynesian polynesian i think it's polynesian polynesian like fruit on an italian dish mm-hmm. yeah I love and, appa- and apparently has gained greatest popularity in Australia. Now that's interesting. Aussies love that pineapple and pizza. Well, I mean, like some of the some of the sort of better pizza joints in Toronto, they all have it. Like it's you know it's it's an option, right? Like to get a a Hawaiian style pizza, unless maybe you're going to like a like a true Italian sort of restaurant. But if it's just a good pizzeria, they'll well, probably have it. And yeah, and, and I, I don't know. I, I like it. Uh, other than, other than the flavor that it offers, it's, it holds moisture very well. So no matter how you cook it, right, it still retains moisture and it still has that consistency. Mm. And it, yeah, like I said, it cooks very well, right? It's mm. not like you put it on and it burns right away, and the rest of the pizza is not done. So it's 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 like a perfect pizza ingredient, I think, if you mm-hmm. ask me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we got a big show, so otherwise we're going to go into our headlines soon. But we also got to talk about. I'll put in air quotes the greatest video game movies of all time. None of them have scored very high on critics' ratings, but uh, we'll, we'll go over it. So why don't we move on to the headlines? A new epidemic is raging through Springfield, and this one didn't start with Krusty Burger's Whatchamacarcus sandwich. The first headline is a really bizarre story, and we always find bizarre headlines, but this one definitely takes the cake. And the headline is, do not fart near Camilla Parker Bowles. Mm-hmm. Especially if you... If you're the president of the United States, United States. at Apparently. at a climate change conference, he w- he was he he was just getting into the whole climate change thing, expelling uh, some greenhouse gas. So uh, apparently, he let out this long and loud flatulence that apparently the Duchess of Cornwall quoted saying was impossible to ignore, but apparently she hasn't stopped talking about it. That's why it's actually become a big story and not like, Mm -hmm. Oh, well, so what? But apparently I guess she's been kind of spreading the word. (laughs) Why Prince Charles never farted in front of a foreign dignitary. How old is Biden? Like he's an old dude. He's he's like in his late seventies. So, in his seventies, for sure, and and maybe maybe he's getting into the spirit of the climate change uh, summit, and wasn't really eating meant much meat, and he was eating a lot of cauliflower and legumes. I saw they had vegetarian haggis on offer. They were they're showing the menu, and vegetarian haggis was, was maybe maybe that menu. caused it. Yeah, if you're not used to eating, like if you're not used to eating a vegetarian haggis. And or or you just don't, you, you, right? Yeah, or or you're just not used to eating the ingredients in there, which is like nutrient dense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's it's like suddenly taking a magnesium supplement when you've never taken one before. If anyone's ever tried it, I'm intrigued now. I and I never have, but it's <laughs> well, you're working from home. Are. You're you're working from home, Curtis. So you don't even have to OD on it. I just just take one magnesium <laughs> supplement because if you've never had it before. And uh, just make sure there's no one hoarding toilet paper. That's all. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Moral of the story is if you ever meet uh, the Duchess of Cornwall, uh, try to hold it in. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. It's fair yeah. advice. Uh, the next story is a little story of Toronto. Uh, apparently, the Dofo show this morning 
announced that uh, Toronto will be slowing down its um, reopening plan, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which really just means it's just, I think it was just they wanted to uh, increase uh, restrictions of um, uh, indoor activities in certain places. Because I think right now restaurants and we talked about restaurants, we talked about uh, Scotiabank Arena, that's all at 100%. Mm-hmm. But apparently, food and drink establishments with dance facilities, so nightclubs, wedding receptions, meeting event spaces, um, where there is dancing. So this is like a scenario of um, Footloose, mm-hmm. no, no dancing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely yep. no dancing, Curtis. Yeah, Strip clubs, so there's some dancing there. Yeah, there is. Sex clubs and bathhouses. Uh, I'm sure there's some form of dancing or sauntering. (laughs) But apparently uh, they will still be limited to only 25% of capacity or 250 patrons, whichever is less. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Apparently at, at strip clubs, there are no set capacity limits, but establishments must ensure there is physical distancing of at least two meters between groups. Now, is that between groups or between you and the dancer? I think oh, I don't know. That's I guess it would be everybody, right? Yeah, because I otherwise guess. it wouldn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Because you know, I, I'm I'm really beginning to start laughing at the 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 the, the mask theater that we uh, that we see around town. I was in front of the AGO a few hours before we started recording, and it was called the Village Idiot Pub, I think. Mm-hmm. But it's no longer. It's it's whatever. The pub's name. I think is a red Red Lantern. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Pub on uh, Dundas and uh, McCall. I looked inside. Every table is taken up inside. Everyone's unmasked, enjoying their evening. Then I see someone get up from their table, put on a mask, and walk to wherever they were walking. Mm-hmm. But but these tables are pretty much all, you know, pretty much as it was pre-pandemic. So it's just, I find it kind of funny that we have this theater still of, you know, what's the difference between me sitting down and me walking other than I'm passing by another group, but I'm still speaking and the music's on and I'm shouting and I, I, I'm just kind of, I, I just started questioning, you know, when I, when I see stuff like that, it's like, Oh, like, uh, are we at that point where if you, if you're fully vaccinated and you've already shown, or even the th- movie. I, I I went and saw the Eternals, mm-hmm. which, by the way, we will be talking in a later episode because you haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. But sitting in a theater now, it's no longer. It's still assigned seating, but they don't create a buffer. Like there were right. people sitting around me, just like pre times, and everyone's got their mask off. You went and saw a Raptors game. Who had their masks on when they were seated? I did. Oh, okay. Look at you, Curtis. Yeah. But what about people around you? Nah, I mean, I'd say buy-in rate was probably about 30 to 40% masks. Yeah. 60 to 70% non-masks. I'm not, I'm not saying ditch the masks in general, but I, I, I just found it kind of, I don't know, it just got me thinking. <laughs> That's all. Like, I, I see it more in something like the Raptors game where you're sitting there. You're not eating all the time. You know, you're you're kind of sitting there watching watching the game in eighteen thousand people. But I know what you mean, like in a bar, where like, you know, there's like thirty people in there, and they're all sort of sharing the same air. To put it on just to go to the washroom, and then to come right back and take it off and start eating and drinking again. Yeah, it does seem performative. Yeah. I, I also found that the, the, the three, the quote-unquote high-risk settings, uh, why those would probably be a cause for concern for increase. Like, Well, well, as, as I said before, if you'll forgive me another pun, <laughs> it's just the government doing the bare minimum to have a response to, uh, to rising You're, cases. So, like, I, I don't think strip clubs are going to be necessarily your number one you know, I don't think I don't think that 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 uh, keeping restrictions on strip on strip clubs and sex clubs is all of a sudden you're going to see like the the rolling averages 
<laughs> plummet. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like it's just like they they just announce something, you know. And 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 I'm going to lift my chapeau for your pun game in today's episode. It's wow. it's on point today. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, all right. So. Uh, on to the final headline. This was the one I was referring to about for those that are looking for that ultimate Christmas gift. Here we go. Gamer finds blatantly fake PlayStation 5 online. The GS5. Uh, and and it, it is, if I'm not mistaken, Larry, it is an actual physical thing. Like it, it is, is a con- console. It, it, is a, it, it is a console. Yeah. And it looks to me like it has like a couple of like white sort of PS2 controllers. Yep. I, I I'm actually looking at it. I, it it almost no. It I would actually say these are the original PlayStation One or PlayStation controllers because wow. there's no an, there's no analog sticks on them. Have you noticed? Oh wow! Yeah. So so yeah. So so and they're wired. <laughs> 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 like what was the last time you saw a wired controller? I, oh I, I, God, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, wow. I, the unit itself, yes, the unit is made to look like a, a really weak-looking PS5. Like it, it has the white flanges. It looks a lot smaller. The controllers look first-generation PlayStation. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's I don't know what those giant slots are in the front of it, but yeah, it's the GS5. The box looks really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did a good job on the box. They did really good job on the bottom of the box. So uh, it's just forty dollars, Curtis. Yeah, you know what? I, I I might just buy one, just to say I have one, and do like a maybe an unboxing on the on the podcast, and we can throw it in and and boot it up and see what happens. Well, it seems like from that article that some people have said like, ah, what's forty bucks? And pay the forty bucks just to see what's yeah. what what it includes. So uh, apparently in these unboxing videos, um, it revealed not much, it turns out, that's inside. So it's far smaller than the PS5 for one thing, which means it can't really compete in power, the power department because, well, there's probably no power in it. it there's no uh, marketplace, nor is there a drive. So it only comes, you can only play it with the preloaded games that are on it. Uh, some classic games um, like Demon Souls and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, but you can also play Super Mario Brothers and Pac-Man. So well, this is basically just a ROM machine, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like somebody put a Raspberry Pi in a in in, in like something that looks like a PlayStation Five, except you can't load your own stuff onto it. Well, what, what's awesome about it is it's a, it looks like a PlayStation 5 and you've put Nintendo games onto it. So basically, you've managed to piss off two <laughs> out of the three big guys in one go, in one $40 package. So, I'm yeah. Kind of, if, I kind of want one now. I, I think so. So if, you know, if, you, uh, if you're hurting or looking for that Christmas gift and your hunt for a PS5 like myself is going nowhere, hey... 40 bucks and you too can own a GS5. I wonder what the GS stands for. Um, game Station. Apparently it says that, yeah, Game Station 5. <laughs> now, that, that would mean for. that there are four other ones out there, Curtis. Oh, I hope so. I want to <laughs> collect them all. It says it comes with 200 games. Ships from... Uh, just from China, you can get it oh, with surprise. a plug or EU plug. Um, yeah. Do, do, do you need to get one of those travel plugs to plug it into our plugs, you think? Oh, like like an adapter? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I found this one website. It's called AliExpress.com, and it's got the Game Station 5. It's got all kinds of these wacky... Oh, yeah, um, no. Uh, Ali, AliExpress is part of Alibaba. Oh, okay. You can also get because they they do have like a uh, like a, like a PS PS4 as well. I I guess it is it is a GS4. So there is a GS4. So there's a GS4 that looks like a PS4. Retails for thirty bucks. 
Uh, Tell me it has free shipping. And if that's the case, I'm buying one right now. In fact, I keep throwing money at my computer right now and nothing's happening. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what the, sh- <laughs> the shipping is. Tell the me there's free shipping. Super sweet. Tell- it's pretty funny because it looks like a PS, it looks like a PS, uh, like a PS, PS4. But like you said, there's no, there's no DVD ROM drive. You just, you, 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 you push the top tier of the PS4 back and you jam in this 101 cartridge. <laughs> it's just hilarious. Done. I don't know, it doesn't have a Done. list of the games that comes with it though, but like, yeah. Who cares? Who cares? I, I I'm 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 buying one. All right. So that uh, that 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 video game story. Let's throw our headlines out the window. But it segues into our next little segment that we wanted to kind of talk about that you brought up last week, which is we want to talk about great, and I'll use air quotes, great video game movies of all time. Now, I say that jokingly because. It is a joke. There, There is no such thing as a good video game movie. Any attempt to ever take video game intellectual property and turn it into live action has never been successful. Uh, but there's always the odd exception. So I think you and I are kind of going to talk about a few. Now, some get disqualified right away. Tron would probably be the most obvious, Right. Well, Tron, it's, yeah, because um, like Tron would would have been a, a movie based on based on the concept of video games, and then it had a video game come out afterwards. That's right. Whereas these these are like based on video games that that exist first. Yeah, um, and I I guess another one uh, in in a similar vein would be, but it's also a horrible movie. Uh, the Adam Sandler movie, Pixels. It oh, came Pixels, out not too yeah, like yeah. two comes. Yeah, like well, Wreck It Ralph isn't gonna be on here um because it's like about about video games rather than sort of like based on a video game. That's right. So th- th- these are movies that were are named after a video game and meant to kind of I guess augment the story or follow the storyline of the video games um, in attempts. But Curtis, why don't you start us off? What, what's what's your first pick for? Well, the first one I want to talk about, um, and and I, I I will cop to never have having seen the entire thing, um, but it's uh, uh, in the name of the king, a dungeon siege tale, four um, percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, directed by the great Uwe Boll, who, uh, <laughs> who, who who appears on this list that, that we have a lot of directing some of the worst video game adaptations. Um, like I said, he's made not, a career out of it. He, he, he definitely has. He's definitely made a career out of it. Um, the reason that, that I even saw it in the first place is because our, our, our friend Aaron got a free copy in a in a contest in some sort of some sort of uh website contest where i can't remember what he had to do he had to write something um he had to write a re- i think he reviewed something else or or and and then his review was chosen and he got a free copy of uh in the name of the king a dungeon siege tale which is which is which is no real um prize it is terrible i tried i tried to watch it it is it is uh it is just unwatchable um i think it's 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 tie into the dungeon siege series other than the main character uh being a uh starting off as a farmer and and then you know start and then and then starts leveling up (laughs) starts leveling leveling up. up But 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 the but the, the cast is really interesting. So it stars Jason Statham. It's got John Reese Davies, Ray Liotta, Matthew Litter, Burt Reynolds, Ron Perlman. Like it's got like a ton of you know relatively successful actors, and uh, and it's just and it's just so bad. Burt Reynolds is like is like the king. He's like the the, the uh the he I guess he's the king that uh that is of in the name of the king refers to and 
Oh my God, he is so he is he's just a, a shade of his former self. If if you didn't tell me he was the king, I would have said, "Is he the merchant that uh, sells Jason Statham like some magical imbued weapon?" You know, he, that's he, what I would have thought he would be. Yeah, he play. Yeah, and I thought he would have like been you know allowed to be a bit sassy and stuff like that. But it's, uh... but but I love the I love I love the the, the comment made about this movie. Uh, featuring mostly wooden performances, laughable dialogue, shoddy production values, and it fulfills all expectations of an Uwe Bolt film. It really does. It is so, it is really bad. I have no desire, you know, I've, I felt bad not being able to get through it because like, I don't consider myself a quitter, but um, yeah, I will never, I will you never should, go back and try there's, it again. There, there's, there's no, there's no, there's no dishonor in tapping out into a bad movie, Curtis. No, not especially this one. Um, I'm going to go with a recent one I saw. So this was probably just before the pandemic hit. This is Pokemon Detective Pikachu. So this is uh, Ryan Reynolds who voices um, Detective Pikachu. <laughs> so it's kind of like, this one's tough to maybe put it into the video game genre because... Pokemon's like this card game. It's Pokemon's a lot of things, mm-hmm. right? It's the card game. It's the cartoon. Um, there, there's the whole mythos behind all the Pokemon's that exist. This one does a good job in kind of bringing them all in. And sh- and I, I'm not a huge Pokemon fan. I don't really understand, begin to say that, understand the game. But I do recognize... Um, the 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 creatures that that were in it right like i know the snorlax and um the uh the me too right me too mewtwo Mew, mewtwo um and and the charizard type those characters so this one was actually you know it was it was it's kind of like adjacent to pokemon universe i guess so um it was fun you know, it was it wasn't horrible. Uh, I think, you know, Ryan Reynolds does well. Ryan Reynolds just plays Ryan Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. So mm-hmm. <laughs> there is a funny scene in it where he's, um, it's like the low, it's like the low point for our heroes, and he's and he's like crying and singing the Pokemon theme song. <laughs> <laughs> you know, kind of breaking breaking that wall a bit, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I. Would it? Yeah, that would probably be one of my high choices. Would be yeah, a recent movie is Pikachu, Detective Pikachu. I uh, I do remember um, just as a as a, as a quick addendum because I I took my niece to see it and uh, I think Bill Bill Nye plays like the bad guy. Like he 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 uh, voice like he's the voice of Mewtwo. And it's just, it was hilarious to me hearing an actor sort of of that stature have to deliver like these really, <laughs> these really Pokemon-esque lines as like the, 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 you know, sort of like the super powerful psychic Pokemon. He's just, he's just reading this ridiculous dialogue and I'll give him credit. He bought in. Yep. <laughs> what's your next, uh, what's your next pick, Curtis? Uh, so uh, I would like to talk about Warcraft, a 2016 uh, film based on the Warcraft franchise. Um, based like even though their flagship uh, Blizzard, uh, um, the, the video game developer, their flagship is the World of Warcraft multiple, massively multiplayer online game. This is more uh, based on the plot of the of the first real time strategy. Uh, version of of warcraft warcraft mm-hmm. orcs versus humans um so you know that i think like a lot of people who you know because work world of warcraft at one time had a player base of like 10 million 11 million people it's fallen on a bit of hard times lately but uh i'd say uh so a lot of the people who who would be going to see this movie uh directed by uh duncan jones the son of david bowie um would have been expecting the characters that they knew from the MMORPG. And instead they're getting like the older, it's the older characters, um, you know, uh, from previously in the story. Uh, I, I thought it was okay it, for a video game movie. I actually kind of liked it. Um, you know, it was silly. It had a, 
you know the the plot's pretty the, it, it it hews pretty close to the plot of the real time strategy game but it's still a video game plot you're trying to and and you're trying to adapt that into a film you know obviously that's going to be it's going to be a bit thin uh, mm. w- what I find most interesting about Warcraft was it was a bomb in North America and it was mm-hmm. massive overseas, particularly in China. Like it did extremely well. Yeah. And, and I, I have the numbers here. So the movie costs $160 million to make. In North America, it only made, I'll round it up, $50 million. Fifty million dollars is like a mediocre. I think is that considered a mediocre opening weekend for a big movie. Yeah, it would be a bad opening weekend for a movie of that budget. <laughs> but it grossed worldwide four hundred and forty million. Yeah, yeah, and and it's just interesting to me because because like there was a lot of sort of ink being spilled on Warcraft as a result because. You know, obviously, obviously, like, uh, like, like, you know, India has a, a massive movie industry. Um, you know, China obviously, like, is a is a is a is a major player. But I don't think anybody realized how much of a major player in international in in like uh, international box office numbers China could be. Mm-hmm. Now you're, you know, it kind of opened up sort of people people in hollywood i think it opened up their eyes a little bit like you know there's other players now it's not just it's not just us anymore you know you could you could make a movie that hollywood deems you know you know is you know not worth your time north american box office uh, determines it's a flop and then it's massive in other countries and it's and it's enough you know you don't need to make movies like if you're looking for a huge profit, you don't need to make movies and just have the North American audience in mind anymore. You well, can, you know. it was it was it was a big deal because what the two movies? Uh, sorry, just a sideline the the video game talk movies for a talk for a second. Uh, two movies come to mind where it seems to be blatantly pandering to the Asian market, and the first movie that comes to mind is. Star Wars uh, Rogue One. Let's put two Chinese guys in the movie. Mm-hmm. And one of the, you know, both, but one is a huge superstar, Donnie Yen. Mm-hmm. Did it have to be Donnie Yen? Eh, you know, it was he was a Jedi zealot, but you put Donnie Yen in a Star Wars movie and you put it in over there, boom, right? Mm-hmm. Donnie Yen's huge over there. Uh, and the other incident was a recent one. Didn't wasn't it the whole John Cena incident, right? Like John Cena learned how to speak Mandarin. I think he said something incorrectly. So that was the whole Taiwan incident, right? Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he like retracted those comments, knowing oh we can't mess up the Chinese market. Yeah. Was that was that for Suicide Squad or? Uh... Uh, I I believe so because that was that was the only movie that I think he's uh, was really um, you know pushing at this mm-hmm. point in time. But um, okay, so yeah, Warcraft. Y- you can kind of see the trend, and I'll I'll once I say my next movie, uh, we'll, we'll stop and talk about the, the the trend that we're seeing. I'm gonna group a whole bunch of movies together. The entire six movies of Resident Evil. Uh, soon to be seven, <laughs> um, but the six are all sm- starring Mila Jovovich. Um, I think most of them were directed by her husband Paul Anderson, right? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is the continuing adventures of Alice in against the Umbrella Corporation, where Alice is not a character in the Resident Evil uh, video games, but just like the 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 movies that we kind of mentioned earlier. Great game, great franchise, horrible movies. <laughs> Just horrible, <laughs> horrible movies. Um, there was the one that you, you, were, you were making a comment off air uh, that it was filmed in Toronto. Yeah, Nathan Phillips Square was like 
prominently featured. Same thing with the direct energy center inside the CNE. That was um, umbrella headquarters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Toronto was Raccoon City. Yep. I, they're all horrible. <laughs> Great game, horrible. But it, it kept her employed for. Geez, it must have been. They must have been doing it over t- period of ten years, right? Yeah, ten years playing yeah. playing yeah. Alice. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's probably cosplayers out there kind of copying, but but hey, the new Resident Evil movie seems to be more in line with the video game. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it's the uh, older video game uh, storyline. So the, they're they're in Raccoon City and it looks like they're in the mansion, but there's also scenes in Raccoon City and it's kind of reminiscent of scenes you see in resident evil 2 and, and it's got claire redfield who's a character actual character from the games yeah I think she introduced the second one i think that's right that's right she she goes looking for uh her brother chris yeah personally i think the play here should have been to do a movie based on the current game because i think that one is pretty popular with the folks right now mm-hmm. where but i think there's like crazy vampire versus the lichens in in that game i haven't played the game because i think i'm too chicken to play it yeah yeah yeah. but i think there's a lot of nostalgia for like the chris redfield like the chris the redfields and 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 that in that whole time era in that video game uh what's your next pick curtis since i kind of picked all like six movies i should give you almost two picks next uh well i wanted to pick um the angry birds uh movies um you know, in fact, in this list, in this Rotten Tomatoes list, the number one critically acclaimed movie of these video game movies is the second Angry Birds movie, which gets uh, a fairly respectable 73 percent. The first mm. Angry Birds movie doesn't doesn't fare quite as well as more around like the 40 high 40s, I think. Um but uh, I had no interest in seeing these movies when they were announced. I just assumed that they would be absolute dreck. Um, I, I, you know, Angry Birds as a game, it's not bad, but it's, you know, hardly, hardly something that you can plot a movie around, you would think. You're, you know, basically sending birds through a slingshot to destroy the... Uh, the the to destroy the structures of some pigs or knock over some pigs or i i think that's right i had the star wars one it was pretty good but um you know very very thin you know it would be like making be like making a flappy bird movie right like it's just (laughs) it's crazy but i will say especially where the a game has really no narrative other than narrative yeah there's no there's no narrative um uh, it's the cast is pretty decent uh, Jason Sudeikis plays like the main red bird and Josh Gad is in it, uh, Maya Rudolph. And, uh, and, and I saw, I've seen both of them with my, with, with my nephews and they're not bad. They're really like, you know, the bar's not high, but it, but, but, but these movies clear it. And, uh, you know, there's, there's some pretty decent laughs in them, you know, like I, I was, I was pleasantly surprised. Well, it, it, it doesn't, it does an easier trans translation because it it's animated, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like obviously sure. they, they couldn't do this live action, but um, I, I think it gets. I think the problem that video game movies still have today is the problem they had in the seventies and eighties trying to do a superhero movie. They they try everything looks ends up looking campy hmm yeah yeah like go back and watch the 70s is it 70s or early 80s captain america remember he had oh, a motor- yeah, yeah. motorcycle and <laughs> it's just campy yeah yeah and speaking about campy boatloads this is like a this is the uh campgrounds of campy it's a convention of campies is 1994's Street Fighter, starring <laughs> Jean Claude Van Damme, Raul Julia, Ming Na Wen? Street Fighter, possibly the most bar-setting fighting game 
right? It's it's the OG. It, it, it was it was the the highest grossing video game of the '90s, cabinet video game of the '90s, I think. Huge. Yeah. And what do they decide to do? They make this horribly campy movie. Like Van Damme plays Guile, mm-hmm. and he's got this like baby blue. Uh, army fatigue and beret on his head. Ming Na Wen, who is uh, uh, actually we'll be seeing her very shortly as Fennec, right? yeah, Book of Boba Fett. That's right. Yeah, you know what? I don't think that woman's aged. Now because if you look great, that's <laughs> great. Because you, she must have been like in her thirties in nineteen ninety four. Yeah, so she plays uh, Chun Li, but campy like let's let's try to make her look like chun li from the video game so she had like the the spiky bracelets and the hair yeah and uh and raul raul julia in in sadly i think his his last ever role plays m bison <laughs> which whoever whoever made this movie clearly never played the video game yeah clearly never played the, well a like first of all because you know they you know these movies have to have an american be the the hero they they rise right. guile to the you know like 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 ryu and ken are completely sidelined in this movie you know, and, and they're the, and obviously like they are the two main characters of the of, of of street fighter they're the they're the face of the game yeah like the animated movie that came out around the same time and was excellent was you know obviously like Rio and Ken were the, you know, and you know, Gal maybe to a lesser degree, were the uh, were the focal points, right? Like they're the, you know, Rio, uh, you know, his uh, his rivalry with the that Shadowloo organization is like the basis of that whole that whole sort of storyline, and he's completely ignored in in yeah. this movie. Uh, they they actually do a Dalsim character. Remember, he's the the scientist that somehow <laughs> there's an experiment that goes wrong i i don't know yeah 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 it was uh it was it was it was wretched that movie like like you know we've already talked about the first mortal Kombat movie you know in our in one of our reviews review? yeah so i mean when it comes to you know the fighting like like translating a fighting uh, movie to to video games like the other one that's on there is dead or alive which i've never bothered to see and i'm sure is absolutely wretched um <laughs> but but let's uh, not talk about other- that what's your what's your next pick curtis let's let's move on from oh that was, i think that was my three i think I've already oh, had my yeah you're, you're actually gonna commit to dead or alive <laughs> No, 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 no. I, 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 I talked about the Warcraft, Angry Birds, and Name of the King. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm yeah, not, that, no, that was... I, I've only, I've never seen Dead or Alive, but I was, I was just gonna say that like the Mortal Kombat movies are obviously like a class above the Street Fighter live action movies of Dead or Alive. So, uh, so I, 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 I just just to sum up what we were talking about earlier. So let me let me just do a few. Uh, honorable mentions along the way. Uh, first one would be uh, Hitman, starring Timothy, Timothy Oliphant, mm-hmm. Max Payne, Mark Wahlberg, Doom, The Rock, Assassin's Creed, Michael Fassbender. The movies that you mentioned, even my movies to a lesser extent that I picked maybe not um, Mila Jovovich huge video games huge huge video games fun these movies they're horrible movies but they had enough money to get like A-list actors you couldn't wrap any decent story around it you know what I mean Prince of Persia had Jake Gyllenhaal and Ben Kingsley you know Ben Ben Kingsley to be fair will do anything if you give him enough money but yeah yeah, like, you're right. <laughs> no, no, not all of these movies are B-movies. We're describing these movies as B-movies, but every single one of the ones that we describe, maybe not Resident Evil, uh, all have pretty huge star power. Like, yeah. huge fan base. You have a myth that's be cr- created behind it, a very popular myth by the, you know, a lot of these games that are on 
that we've mentioned and that 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 are still even out there that we didn't even mention they're huge games like they're not making a movie uh on some fly-by-night video game right like they're not making a a a a, a tempest video game (laughs) or or zaxxon or maybe they did i i don't know but I know, I know that asteroids had been optioned, but I think something <laughs> to do it. Maybe it's in production hell somewhere. Yeah, and and uh, Marlon Brando was supposed to be flying one of the sp- uh, one of the saucers, right? <laughs> That's right. Maybe the maybe the fat one. Yeah. That's worth less. Oh, maybe it's not. Time to jump to hyperspace. Yeah, exactly. But but you know what I mean, right? Like you you have this really strong IP. Like you said, Warcraft. Yep. Like you said, there was it was the biggest video game at that time. Street Fighter, mm-hmm. biggest video game at that time. You really you couldn't do anything. Like, oh, it's it just it, it's it's kind of saddening. But I guess it video games and movies are they're they're their own genres, right? It's it's almost like trying to do a really good book. And it ends up becoming a crappy movie, but really they're two different things. And video games have their own type of narrative and it works really well in the context of the game. Trying to make a movie out of it. Like the fa- like Fastbender. How how do you ruin Assassin's Creed with Fastbender? I don't I don't know. It's because you know what I think a lot of times it's because they don't trust the source material, right? Like I think, I think a lot of times the movie makers don't trust the source material, so they're like, "Well, we can't just make. We have to. We have to add in some crap, or we have to like, we have to alter it." You know, like I think if they just trusted the source material and just made the, you know, made made a movie that was based on, you know, like like that Super Mario movie with like Bob Hoskins, like what the hell is going on in there? Dennis Hopper as Bowser. What the hell is that? How is that Super Mario Brothers at all? Like they just had no faith in the source material, and it's like a, it's like a famous. You can do Super Mario Brothers as a movie, no problem. If you just, if you just like make it about Super Mario Brothers, like, it's crazy. I'm hoping that this animated one will sort of rectify that. I, I, I do find it interesting though that as we're talking about this. There's that show that's on Netflix now called Arcane, and apparently it's a League of Legends show. And I have no interest in League of Legends. I've never played League of Legends. I probably never will play League of Legends. But it's got like 100% right now on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> so maybe, maybe, maybe that's what they need to do. Maybe it needs to be like sort of TV adaptations and it can work. Mm, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. But... That's 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 those are our picks. And excuse me while I continue eating my eat more because it's a lot more interesting than <laughs> some of these movies out there. Maybe we should do a or they should do a movie about the making of eat more. I noticed, I noticed how that someone I would, I, would kind, watch, I would watch it. I would yeah, watch it. you know, it'd be kind of like a cross between. Um, uh, oh, I, I, I forgot the title of the name, uh, the name of the movie. Uh, the the one the one about the whip the female mathematicians to uh, hidden hidden uh, hidden figures hidden so it'd be like hidden hidden it'd be like a hidden figures uh, esque type movie about making the chocolate bar and the 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 calculations necessary to make said chocolate bar the calculations are the same one that gives you like boobless on your cal- calculator when you turn it upside down like that's, exactly that's what I'm thinking goes into making I'm, like this. I will, say, I will say one more thing quickly about that list, though, of video game movies. It's like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, for all his bankability, appears on there twice with Rampage and Doom. Mm, and, that's right. And Rampage was recent, too, right? <laughs> it was pretty recent. I think you could really go into a deep dive on on Dwayne Johnson's greatest misses. Because he's, he's been a very successful actor. But, man, Huge. Scorpion King... Uh, doom doom rampage yeah and 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 i know that there's more out there no but but you're totally right and while i'm finishing on my emore i think it's oh yes (laughs) 
the, the, we, the, we could we could be here we'd just do an episode just on the rock <laughs> but uh as i'm finishing off my eat more i think uh thanks for listening everybody um you can catch curtis and i weekly on spotify apple Podcasts, and google podcast oh yeah that's that's a little taste of heaven your curse <laughs> if you're on uh, apple podcast give us a little rating you know Give us a comment. Give us a five star. We'd really appreciate it. So, Curtis, now that we've had the eat more, um, is there is there another voodoo chocolate bar that's out there that uh, we need to try out? Or, um, hmm, that was by far the the unless unless you can find a whatchamacallit somewhere, I would say that uh, that oh, whatchamacallits are good. <laughs> it's basically like a rice crispy square. Covered in chocolate, isn't it? With I caramel. haven't had one in so long. I don't even remember. I just remember it looked weird. <laughs> well, looks can always be deceiving. Except in the case of an Eatmore, it looks like garbage and still kind of tastes like half garbage, I guess. But yeah. as, I, as I'm finishing it off. So just remember that sometimes a cucumber is a, just a cucumber. I'm living the good life while I'm working from home. 